Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? Welcome to this episode of Shoplifting. I'm Liv Siddle and I'm here with the wonderful Wesley Gonzalez. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm very well. Are you enjoying having this kind of uh, headphone, microphone situation as if you're on I, like Radio 4 or something? I love headphones. <laughs> I love absolutely headphones. love headphones. They, it's my passion in life. <laughs> <laughs> what headphones do you use day to day? iPod headphones. Oh, they're shit. Yeah, I know. I, oh. I, I don't. I'm not really an enthusiast. I've, uh, I've gotten in too deep now. <laughs> what are you an enthusiast of? Is there anything that you? Is there anything techy that you really are like? Oh, well, synthesizers. Mm. I'm very like I'm boring about synthesizers. Where I start talking to people about synthesizers, and like I don't. The other problem is that I don't know enough about it <laughs> as well. So I really like them, but I don't know how they work. They're like magic. And they're brilliant. <laughs> but then I'm trying to explain it. Or like, you know, somebody can talk about like LFOs. And so I don't know what that is. But it, that I'll is. just go like, or like sort of describe the sound. There was a band called LFO, Light Funky Ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, indeed. What was their hit? Um, it was like a kind of early noughties something. So, uh, Are we talking about the same LFO? I'm, I'm girls, talk- girls in the Summer. I don't know that one. Where Abercrombie and Fitch... Take over for Not one LFO wish. who are on warp. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. God, no. <laughs> this is a sort of NSYNC spin Oh, right, OK, yeah. Anyway, oh, I didn't know there were two LFOs. <laughs> well, it turns out there's three, so... Um, anyway, uh, maybe I should do a bit of an intro to you before we carry on in case anyone listening doesn't sure. know who you are. Uh, I'm so sure you're... there'll be some. <laughs> anyone in the world who doesn't yeah. know who you are. Um, so, Wesley Gonzalez used to be in Let's Wrestle, if anyone knows that. And now you are a solo artist. Indeed. And you're bringing out your album, Excellent Musician, on 30th of June on Moshi Moshi. Yes. Is that correct? That is all correct information. Nice, modest album title there. Oh, well, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the album title. I, I think it's one of the best things I've come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other album titles in the running before you decided on Excellent Musician? Um, no, it took a while. The only reason I got it was because I was setting up the Facebook page um, and it said write a description. (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote excellent musician. And then I noticed a couple of friends had picked up on the fact that I put it there. And then I just started, I just went, oh, that's the album title. You so should that's make how business I came cards or something. Wesley yeah. Gonzalez, excellent musician. It's great. Yeah. No, Say I'm it how it is. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny one because I was talking about it a lot yesterday doing an interview and was saying that it's funny because it's completely supposed to be ironic, but actually when I start talking about it, I do, I'm do. i very arrogant and then start talking about how brilliant I am as well. So it, the irony doesn't come off well enough. And people who don't know you must just be like, who's that dick? Yeah, yeah, no, but that just happens anyway. But, yeah. you know, that's been happening for years. I'm just enhancing that. Um, can you tell us about the new album? I haven't actually heard it yet. Yeah. Um, I've heard the single, but can you tell us about the making of the album and what it's been like? It's all like, um, well, I left the band and then worked in a pub for a few years and I got severely depressed working in this pub and um, was just not 
mentally very healthy and I'd sort of just decided I'd quit music which I think is a mad idea that but I, I'm very all or nothing and then just went I'm never making music again Aww. and then I suddenly I started writing some songs but they were they were all sort of for my own pleasure and just like I needed to do something and then they sounded quite good so I was like I'll, I'll record them I tried a different few different ways and I decided to get loads of synthesizers in and um, I mean I wrote all of them on the piano which I'd never done before as well and then we recorded all of them at this Lightship 95 place which is on the Thames it's a boat on the Thames and yeah it was great and um, with our friend Rory who's brilliant and he and then we were there but we didn't have um I didn't teach anybody how to play the songs before because I hate rehearsing <laughs> and I hate putting any effort in. So I gave, I sent the songs through. I think we figured out the bass parts maybe beforehand, but then just went into the studio and recorded them all. I mean, it only took a couple of days, really. Over a stretch of time, we did like one day at a time, did like four songs a day. Um, but yeah, it sounds. I think it sounds good. Cool. I think it's, I think it's all right. Um, it's very different to what I did before, but that I'm happy about that because uh, I was sick of doing that. Um, so yeah, it's 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 excellent. And did you? Um, I mean, anyone who's ever seen you play live knows that it's like well, it's very entertaining. Yeah, uh, you're like a very energetic frontman. Yeah, um, I read that you've been working with Rose Eleanor Dougal and she kind of does the instrument so you can just be completely free and yeah. you're just jumping around the stage and... Well, she's just quit. Oh! <laughs> well, she's doing quite well, so she's off to do her record, which is fine. But So we're in the process of getting some more people learning and stuff oh, okay. so we can start playing again. I think the first show's in May. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, yeah, but she's been great. She's been brilliant. And sort of we recorded all of them and then I taught them all to Rose afterwards. So I could just, I mean, I'd never done any like dancing around or, <laughs> uh, you know, just general tomfoolery. Uh, so I, um, it was scary, but it was fun to do. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're here today to talk about some records. Yeah. You're supposed to pick them off the shop floor, but I kind of said to you that you didn't have to because I wanted you to pick stuff from home. Um, I know that you're currently working on uh, an article for Rough Trade magazine, which is about uh, the joys of 2007's yeah. music scene. I don't know if joy's the right word. No, you're not joy. <laughs> but I know that you're into quite a lot of surprising stuff. Sometimes I message my our friend Lucy and mm. your housemate and um, about music and she always tells me songs that you've been listening to together and they're often quite surprising. I don't know, kind of like mum music or like weird 2005 bangers or like I old indie our, or like just yeah. really kind of uncool stuff. And well, then you we, listen to it and you're like, actually, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I mean, I what I like about Lucy is she's quite forgiving with that stuff. And I think <laughs> I... She asked me if I like the Divine Comedy, and I I had to say I don't really know. <laughs> like I've heard it, but I don't yeah. know if I like it or not. And then we were talking about stuff like the feeling, <laughs> and I was like, they're the ELO of two thousand and seven, <laughs> and um, all that stuff. But I mean, I mean, I I only really like I just like pop music mainly. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of really different stuff, like lots of house stuff, and. Um, 
Just anything that isn't indie music is basically my taste at the moment. Unless it's like old indie. Or no, like, no? Uh, less so old. I mean, there's certain records that I still like. Yeah. But, I mean, the last indie record that I thought was really good was that Whitney record. I thought that was oh, really, yeah. really good, well-written. But that's the other thing is I always think of like well-written stuff or like, you know, in like a real songwritery way. Yeah. Which is quite anally retentive and frustrating at times. That I'll hear something, I'll be like, that needs a seventh, that needs a seventh chord there. They've got it wrong. And um, I can, yeah, I can be obsessed with that. But I mean, there's tons of really good stuff coming out all the time. But I think as well, the other thing is, um, I just after a while wanted something that wasn't, um, the music that wasn't as song based, I think recently. I've just been listening to loads of house stuff, loads of just droney. Stuff, loads of weird Japanese music, like that Midori Takada record yeah. that just got reissued is brilliant and uh, lots of stuff like that. So I think it's just like, I, I guess I, I've, I was in an indie band for a long time, just catching up on stuff I missed out on. Yeah. Um, and and I'm work, I work at a rival record shop, so uh, I <laughs> listen to a lot of music all the time. So yeah. it's sort of, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take in as much as I Human is humanly possible. Yeah. Um, which and talking about house music, our first track is a uh, house song. So okay, we could great. start there. Um, why have you selected this track, and what uh, is it? It's Omar S, uh, the brilliant Detroit legend, uh, and it's um, it's what's the name of it? It's Bubba. I can't remember what it's called. It's one of his more recent releases. I think last year or so. I may be getting that wrong, but. Um, it's just brilliant. It's really good. It's like it's an insane sample that comes in, and then there's this really cheesy horn riff that goes off on the background as well. But it's just fucking brilliant house house tune. Thank you. 
That was uh, Omar S with Hit It Bubba. Hope you enjoyed it. It's Everyone a banger. Out there, it's a banger. It's an absolute banger. Um, what do you want to, when you listen to music, what do you want to get from it? Like, do you like bangers? Do you listen to music to kind of get a feeling of like, yeah? I don't think I, that's not historically what I've listened to music for, I think. But I think recently it's just, I think I am looking for that. I look, Or just like something that's a bit more, it's just I listen. I've spent a lot of time listening to some really heavy music, and I just want to have fun stuff that I can just get yeah. on with stuff with. And it like um, I think the other thing is like again what I was saying before about the anally retentive songwriting nature I've got that I um, I don't sometimes don't allow myself to enjoy what I'm listening to, and I think when it's not something that's song song based I can enjoy it really easily because I don't think of it as more structural rather than you know a pop song Um, so I really like that not saying that I don't like pop music because that's absolutely my favourite thing but um, just something that I can enjoy and get on on with stuff too What do you think is the most um, surprising what would be the most surprising thing that you could tell us that you listen to quite a lot Um, Is there a band that you're almost ashamed of loving Ashamed of? Not ashamed. Well, well, that's the thing with like stuff like guilty pleasures and stuff. I think my problem is that I've I'm never guilty about it. <laughs> I never feel that guilty about it. Just a hundred percent pleasure. Yeah, no, it's like you know, I'll happily sit down and listen to Tears for Fears with somebody for ages, you know, or uh, you know, there is there is just cheesy pop stuff that I love. There's like um, I'm also like obsessed with loads of middle of the road sort of seventies. Uh, singer songwriters who just like sort of get lost in the ether. Like I'm obsessed with Billy Joel. I think <laughs> Billy Joel's amazing. He's one of the best songwriters ever. And you know, listen to the album The Stranger. It's just one of the best records ever. But it's so 
achingly uncool. <laughs> it's like it is, he's singing songs about Italian restaurants. It's, it's really, it's so naff. And it's really like family related, like family for families or like, you know, I don't know, like grown up music. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel weird listening to grown up music because I feel like I shouldn't enjoy it but it's some of the music that I enjoy the most that's a funny concept isn't it grown up music yeah. something like uh, the Cranberries or Dido I would yeah. say it's like grown up only because I think of like mums yeah totally but I think this is like also it's it's grown up music from a different era as well it's yeah. just it's just um, it's strange because I don't <laughs> it's not something that I recognise in myself but in terms of just like the mechanics of pop songwriting it ticks every box for me there's like a song called Another Sleepless Night by Anne Murray that I saw on a Vic and Bob programme once that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It is one of the best songs ever. Um, and I love it. But it is... I I put it on at the shop I work at and everybody hated me for it. <laughs> they hated me. They were just like, what is wrong with you? Why do you like this? This is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> And I just don't understand why not everybody likes it. I, also, the other thing with me is that when I like something, I do not get when other people don't like it. <laughs> it just compute. makes Because I think I've got the best taste in music ever. <laughs> so I don't think, I don't, I play it something that I, why don't you like this? It is the best thing you'll ever hear. What are you trying to find? <laughs> Lucy told me that you were really into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Is that true? I'm really into the concept of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And there's a couple of songs that I hear and I go, that's a that's a banger. That's you, really good. Like what? What was the one? Uh, Breaking the Girl off Blood oh, Sugar yeah. Sex Magic. That is, is good. a brilliant song. Airplane. Yeah. That's a really good one. There's like a few go-tos. I think those are my two go-tos when I'm pissed on YouTube. <laughs> And I love the videos. I love, they're awful, awful. They're just gross. They make me feel <laughs> sick. And But I like that. It's oppressive. <laughs> their oppressive naffness really appeals to me. It is oppressive naffness. <laughs> that, that is a band that I, I, I no offence to them, because I think they're brilliant. And yeah. everyone goes through the phase of like being obsessed with them. And they are quite something. But there is it's one of the bands that I would say you can't admit Without being someone like yourself, you can't admit yeah. that you're, you're listening to it. If I listen to them, I put it on private. On oh, Spotify, yeah, totally. Like, like okay. it's something you'd Shut have to listen curtains. to on the, um, oh, I can't remember the word for it, when you get a tab up on Chrome, but you can't see, like, Pri no history. Private browsing. Yeah, private browsing, <laughs> no history. Like, that's when I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like, I was listening to a bunch of Desert Island Discs before because I knew we were doing the podcast. Yeah. So I was just, I listened to Alice Cooper's one and he had... Uh, you know, a few good tracks. He had like Beach Boys song, a King Crimson song that I really love, nice. and a few other ones where I was like, they're, they're pretty. He's, he's got some good choices going on. And then the, the like fourth or fifth one, Jane's Addiction. He's no. <laughs> Jane's Addiction. I was like, you really? You'd want to take Alice Cooper wants to take a Jane's Addiction record <laughs> to a desert island with him, and that is it's shocking. I can't think of anybody else on the planet who would say, I'm getting shipped off to a desert island. Jane's addiction, that's what I want. <laughs> that is so good. I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> the music that you'd least want on a beach <laughs> for, the, for eternity. Well, any beach that wasn't like Laguna Beach. <laughs> that's the only beach Jane's addiction's all right on. Anyway, uh, we should get moving on to the, next, right, yes. on to the next track. So what's your next one? The next one today? is... 
Ballad of the Dying Man the, the, off the new Father John Misty record. And as I was saying before, I'm, I am slightly conflicted about it because I, I really like it and I think he's really talented. And I'm re- I think I'm really happy that somebody that I can relate to or I think is genuinely really good is is as successful as he is. Yeah. In the same way with like the Solange album going to number one, I felt really excited because yeah. I loved that record. And I really love when people get successful when I think they deserve it. And I think he's very talented and sort of he also a friend of mine was telling me after that last album, they were like, oh, yeah, he's in the studio. He's doing like a more political one. Yeah. And I instantly went, oh, no, that's that's an awful idea. But he's picked the right time for it. And yeah. it, it's bleak. It's a bleak, bleak record. But um, And there's, you know, I'm not a fan of that 13 long, 30 minute long song. I, I, that Leaving goes LA. On, goes on a bit too long for me. Yeah, and that's it, the one with it, um, Gavin Bryars doing the strings. And it's like this kind of, I don't know how you describe it really, but it is long. It's very it's long. It's very long. And I just got tired listening to it. Yeah. But. When it's like the short, sort of poppier stuff he does, it's brilliant. It's so good. And I also, I hate saying, oh, I don't like that thing that you've done either, right? Because it should be a whole thing. I just, for me, it's too much. Yeah. But I'm really happy that he's done it and he has good ideas. He's a person with good ideas and a, um, and he's, you know, achingly good looking. He is like the perfect fucking pop person yeah and on stage he's just like the way he moves and like the chat in between songs he's everything yeah. he's just an entertainer like, he is brilliant. an entertainer and and also he's an entertainer who talks about pretty heavy stuff yeah and that's rare so I really like what he does so what is it about this song that you like in particular um I think the lyrics are really brilliant I think I mean the record's so new to me I'm still getting my head around it but I think just structurally I mean the other thing is he gets talked about his lyrics all the time just the melodic structure of the songs are incredible. They're yeah. really, really sophisticated. Uh, there's some really like Beatlesy bits, as, you know, and then there's the best bits of the band and and all that stuff that I've always really loved. So yeah. um, I think just this is the one that gra- grabbed me. I think I heard a few and I went, "These are good," and this was the one that I heard and I went, "Oh, I really like this." Good. Well, you can introduce it now. Yes. So this is a Ballad of the Dying Man, Father John Misty.
dying man Once I'm in the box Just think of all the overrated hacks Running amok All of the pretentious Ignorant voices that will go unchecked The homophobes, hipsters and one percent False feminists he'd managed to detect All who will critique them once he's dead Oh, in, in no That was Ballad of the Dying Man by Father John Misty. Good choice. Thank you. He's probably listening, so... Uh... I should hope so. <laughs> he must have subscribed. That's like a joke that we do every time we do a podcast. Like someone picks Leonard Cohen or like... Or like no, not Leonard Cohen anymore. <laughs> when someone picks something like He's Bob Dylan, they're like... Is. Anyway, Bob, how's it going? Hope you're listening. As if, as if anyone famous is listening. Well, David Bowie's a big fan of the show. If you, if you are famous and you listen, write in. Love to know. Um, so, what have you got next? Um, next tune is a grime, sort of grime tune. It's uh, God Colony. And I really know nothing about these 
these guys. I've 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 known the track for a while. My girlfriend played it to me, and it's got this uh, rapper on Flahio, and and she's brilliant. She's just really. It's just one of the best tunes I've heard in a long time. It's got, and it's got one of my favorite favorite things on a song. Steel drums. <laughs> it's got a steel drum sample at most of the song. It is brilliant. It is so good. Great. Um, and yeah, I've just had it on rotation since I heard it last beginning of last year. And they've just got a new track uh, called Fights. I think that's just gone up. But I've, again, I'm not. I'm not as used to that one. Yeah. So I wanted to play the uh, the one before SE16. And I live in South London. Uh, now, after being in North London for years, so now I'm I'm repping South East. How are you enjoying South East? I really like it. I'm sort of on the border there, I'm Brixton, so it's, it's oh, the yeah. cusp of Southwest. So I'm just South, really. Just South. I'm just South, but um, I love it. I I lived in Dalston for years, and every time you'd go and get a carton of eggs, you'd have to have a conversation with some other musician. Yeah. And that did my nutting. <laughs> and I just people I like as well, but it's just I just didn't. I don't want to have a conversation when I'm buying loo roll. <laughs> and um, I really like. We live in quite a. Nice, calm area. We live next to a school. It's the most grown-up place I've ever lived. Great. And, yeah, it's just really nice. There's a little park nearby and sort of it's very settled down, which I'm not used to after living in pretty much crack houses for years. Yeah, Dalston isn't a place where you go to. <laughs> well, not settled down anyway, but uh, I think South's the best. Yes. Anyway. I, I, well, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So do you want to introduce the next one? So this is Cod, Cod God Colony. Featuring Flahio with SE16. Cod Colony. Cod Colony. <laughs> They're fishy cousins. <laughs> Yo, hello, I'm back with it And you know I'm a pro to 
Okay, they don't wanna attack the kid But it says you want six, you can find me, yeah Young flow, I'm back with it And you know I'm a pro, done practicing They wanna, honey, they don't wanna attack the kid But it says you want six Building my house using nothing but rhythms Only thing I want is true love in it If timing is perfect, you know what the deal is And when I go in, I'll be back in a minute Call me Flo Hayo, this flow is the greatest You flow for days, I could go on for ages I came in like, cause the whip's got no brains in Hurting me, I'm numb to where all the pain is This is a party, growing up to be a classic Blasting in space, I'm Atari I jumped in my TARDIS, no longer part of this practice The bullshit you're doing is a madness I'm on my outer bin, it's so amazing My ability to do things are crazy you That was God Colony featuring Flahio with SE16. Great tune. <laughs> great tune, great postcode. Yeah, fantastic. Right, what, what are we on now? Number? Number four, I believe. Um, Pastor T.L. Barrett. Oh, great. Um, this sort of brilliant gospel uh, pastor made a couple of really brilliant records. And... Um, it's just great. It really um, just huge sounding. It sounds so big and really brilliant. Those sort of amazing gospel chords that just sound so incredible with everything and yeah. a big choir. Yeah, the choirs and, on his records are so amazing. Yeah, and it's so good. And like, there's actually nobody knows where it's just the biggest sounding song ever. It's just, it's Ooh. so good. Yeah, and, it's like um, goosebump music, isn't it? I think I heard, I heard that nobody knows tune first. And that, a friend of mine, Koichi, played it to me and it was around the time I started writing on piano and stuff like that and I was like, that's how I want to write. That is that is just amazing. All the chord changes and how everything works within itself. And it's like a really, there's like lifts and falls between the chords that are really gut-wrenching and painful sounding. Yeah. And uh, it's just really emotional music. And I really love... Christian music in general, not not all Christian music, but especially gospel stuff and not like some, Creed or something. Well, there's some brilliant stuff that is just really bizarre. There's a this record by Sister Irene O'Connor, who's an uh, Australian nun who made this mad synth record in like 1979. Cool. It's one of like it's super. It's like the one of the rarest things on my Discogs page. It's super super rare. It goes for hundreds of pounds, but it's this private press nun making this mad record called Fire of God's Love. Wow. And it's all so preachy and so goddy, and I. I have no religious beliefs whatsoever. So I feel like I take a lot from like listening to it and going like, yeah, don't believe it. <laughs> take that, <laughs> I feel none. quite smug going, yeah, I don't believe anything what you're saying. Nice tunes. Don't believe you're talking nice tunes, bollocks, Irene. though. <laughs> yeah, but no, and they, they, I've got the same thing with 
capacity old Barrett and I yeah I don't know it's sort of it it is it is very spiritual sounding even though I'm an atheist it does have this like sort of spiritual lift yeah it's that, that like I, rousing thing isn't it wasn't he um didn't Kanye sample him on his record and that's how he, people started oh, really? to kind of rediscover him a bit it was that song Father I Stretch My Hands that's the one I wanted oh is it the one I'm going no I'm playing Don't Pass Me By Okay. I was gonna play that one. Though. That is a good That's one. That's a great tune. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't know he sampled that. I think so. I think yeah. I'm pretty sure, and that's why he kind of came back into popularity for a bit. But it's great because everyone's kind of discovered this or rediscovered this guy yeah. that's just made some of the most incredible albums. Um, so yeah, do you want to introduce? So this is Pastor T. L. Barrett. Pastor spelled P. A. S. T. O. R. Not P. A. S. T. A. Do not pass me by.
That was Pastor T.L. Barrow. <laughs> I can't say it now without thinking I'm thinking of, of thinking of the shitty dried penne you get in Tesla. I was thinking of the bow tie pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he'd wear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, what have you got next? Okay, number uh, five. Number five. Uh, a record store day release. Great. Uh, Timely. It just happens to be a song I really like, which is rare on record store day. <laughs> but um, uh, Raiichi Sakamoto. Uh, Sa- oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Raiichi Sakamoto uh, fell out of Yellow Magic Orchestra, who I think with the Beatles are my favourite band. I'm obsessed with them. Every solo record they do, I collect anything I can get on sort of that sort of side of Japanese electronic music. And again, it is pop music, but really, really weird pop music. And it has elements of dance music in it. And it has, I just, it's like the perfect thing for me because there is, it is like the, the stuff I love in dance music along with, hooky tunes and stuff like that and brilliant sounds and they're really just strange sounds and um i like i love all the harumi hasono records that he did the solo records he did everything sakamoto does um just it floors me how good how good the yellow magic orchestra records are and some of them have really terrible bits as well there's like one on zoo multiples they have like a scar song and it's awful it's really and not scar like you know it like the beat like you know or like it's awful scar like the scar i hate oh god um and it's just terrible but i also love that they had the bollocks to do that and they and they're like three Japanese blokes make some ska music. <laughs> I really, I, it just, it's insane. Yeah, that's cool. And it is really weird. You hear it come on on the record and it's so weird. I like it, even though I don't like the music. It's so, such a, like, in-your-face thing to do. And they all seem quite unassuming as well. Like, in general, they're quite nerdy and all this stuff. <laughs> and then they go, yeah, ska music, bang in the middle. And I, I like that. I really, anything that's sort of, not the norm or just something that you feel like somebody shouldn't be doing and they do it I like I'm I'm quite you know I'll think something's cool when everybody hates it yeah and yeah and that's and that's I mean that's a problem for me <laughs> but it, it's I'm glad that I can enjoy it but it's a problem for me in conversation sometimes <laughs> but um it's just it's great and this I can't remember which label it is but they're reissuing this Thousand Knives track off his first record, which YMO went on to do later. But I think the original, his solo album version, is the best version, and that's what they're reissuing. Fantastic. So that's a, the thing I'll be buying on Record Store Day. And will you be slaving away in the rival record store on Record Store I Day? I will be. Looking non-stop. forward to that. Um, yes and no. It's heavy, heavy duty, but it's it's quite. You know, you get a lot of adrenaline from working that hard all day. Yeah. And then you go out on the lash afterwards and it's quite fun. I'm just hoping I don't work the day after Record Store Day. That's the worst. With the people who haven't bothered coming who go, have you got any releases (laughs) left from Record Store Day? (laughs) That's that's the thing that really bugs me. (laughs) And I remember last day, day after Record Store Day last year, we had that all day, and we got any releases from yesterday. And one bloke came, went downstairs with his kid, and his kid threw up all down the stairs. 
Oh, God. And it's why, why today? <laughs> why today? The most hungover you've ever been. <laughs> yeah, incredibly hungover, exhausted. <laughs> Old white men badgering you and then a kid vomiting down the stairs. And they think they're being clever by, oh, I'm going to go the next day. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've sussed it out, haven't you, mate? <laughs> I don't like the guys who buy the stuff and then immediately just sit outside the shop and just put it all on discogs and you're like, oh, yeah, like... that's grim. That's just grim, isn't it? Yeah. They've queued, queued up since three in the morning to do that. It's very bad form. But then you can't, you know, you can't tell people what to do. That's just what they're going to do. I think one of my favourite things is watching YouTube videos of people doing record, record store day and then going through what they've got. It's one of my favourite things ever and it's never stuff that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a look at some of those. <laughs> anyway, is this your last track, by the way? I believe it is, yeah. Okay, well, we'll say goodbye now and then you can introduce it. But thank you for coming in. Oh. And anyone who's listening, um, if you want to go and see Where's Play, I think it's 4th of May at the Waiting Room in London. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> yeah. And probably many, many more after that. I'm sure we'll be booking some stuff. Are you doing festivals or anything? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> good, good info. Yeah. Um, and of course, the album's out on 30th of June on Moshi Moshi. Uh, yeah, 30th of June. Yeah. Yes. A- excellent musician. Yes. Uh, a title that no one could forget. <laughs> so thank you for coming in, Wes. Oh, thank you for having me. And could you introduce your last track, please? Uh, this is Raichi Sakamoto, A Thousand Knives. Cool. Thanks. Bye.
Rough Trade Radio. Gold Frap, Silver Eye. Available in store and online at roughtrade.com. Yeah, well. 